Hello everybody and welcome back to Spooked in Houston. This is Ryan and Cheyenne and tonight we uh, wanted to address a few things. Uh, so first off you can send your stories in to us at spookedinhouston at podcast at gmail.com. Again that's spookedinhouston at podcast at gmail.com and we caught some EVPs as we on the our last two episodes. Um, what was in the first episode? Do you remember? The first episode, I think, was um, we heard a dog barking, like a yelp or something. I know it was like it sounded almost like somebody saying it, it was really quiet. Yeah, it was like help me. Yeah, or something like it was that. something something like help or saying some uh, one of our names, mm -hmm. and that was like in the middle of towards the end of mine yeah um i don't remember the exact timestamp. i don't have that with me i have it tagged on my phone i can isolate it or send it to you and we'll we can go from there yeah um and then i know in the, the second thing. episode we had in yours we there was a, a <laughs> there was a there was a lot uh in when you were telling your story there was a groan a very audible groan and i yes. think that was like at the four or five minute mark yeah Y'all might even be able to hear it if you listen really closely on, on the podcast, because it was very loud. Yeah, and then your recording, which we didn't have mix, uh, mixed in when we posted, in your recording during mine, there were several growls. Yeah, like, and, and knocks. taps and stuff. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, so if we're able to post it, we'll post them, um, but hopefully we'll be able to yes and hopefully it won't take us as long to get back to y'all um i'm sorry that it's been kind of delayed we've had some sickness going on everybody's okay no covid or nothing just a little bug going around yeah that was mostly my doing yeah i was the sick one <laughs> and i don't know how to do all this techie stuff he's the techie guy i'm just the assistant <laughs> so i wasn't able to really um keep the podcast up as much as i'd like but we're back. Everybody's well and good. So we're going to kick off tonight with a couple of graveyard stories for y'all. Um, I'm going to be telling one of my favorite ones. And which one are you doing? I'm going to do the one where we were. Um... Okay. So in college, there was a group of buddies uh, that we like to go ghost hunting. And we happened to go to Savannah. And you know the graveyard that's in the main square? I love Savannah. So, yeah, we were in that graveyard. And they had been there before without me. And they had caught some EVPs and just like generic stuff. Um, but the night that I went with them, we actually caught, I wish we had, I wish I had the video footage, but we actually caught on camera a woman in white crossing the graveyard. Oh, wow. And at first we thought it was somebody just walking by because when we were doing our little investigation it was around Halloween time so there was all these haunted tours oh, yeah. going around but we were late enough at night that um, we uh, weren't going to be contaminated by those tours and at first we thought maybe it was one of the actors in the period pieces that came by and that was not the case and we called out to her and she just kind of like really turned her head towards us and there were no eyes. That 
That's nice. And then it took us a, uh, a solid minute before we realized she's floating. Oh. <laughs> so that was um, that was the first experience in the graveyard. As we were going on along, uh, along in the night, we actually caught a couple EVPs, and one of them addressed uh, a buddy of mine who I'll change his name uh, for privacy's sake. Uh, actually called out his name and uh, specifically asked for him to help her. It was a female voice, oh, wow. and we think it may have been the same um, lady. Uh, that we saw because he was the one that called out to her. Oh. So that was very, very interesting. Yeah. And then we revisited the same graveyard like um, two weeks later. And not only did we see that apparition again, <laughs> she actually approached us. Oh, and so she was intelligent. Yeah, it, wasn't she, just it, a... it was clearly an intelligent um, haunting. And as she was approaching us, we actually caught an EVP saying you Motorcycle. came back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yes. Uh, of, and she said you came back on the EVP. Oh, so we were actually thinking that maybe he reminded her of somebody from her life. And that's why she was reacting the way that she was. Yeah, he might look familiar. It's um, possible. So that was that was one of my graveyard experience, uh, two of my graveyard experiences in Savannah. Um, I have another graveyard experience, and this one, we, it was the same group of uh, people. We were actually in New Orleans for this one, Ooh. and it was one of the plantation graveyards. Oh, I love plantations, too. And all we heard, like, the moment we set foot in this graveyard, we had this really eerie vibe. Like, very clearly we got the feeling that we were not wanted there and a lot of our um recordings that we got had multiple voices yelling get out leave oh wow and they're very distinctly um, telling us to get out and uh i was actually pushed in this graveyard oh god uh i was looking at one of the headstones and then the next thing I know, I feel this, like, gust of uh, cold wind hit my chest, and then I'm going backwards. Oh. So that was that was fun. And then in the same graveyard, we actually think we ran into a voodoo witch priest because we heard chanting, and we saw somebody uh, kind of off in the... We saw some candles flickering, so we went to go investigate because um, as far as we knew, we were the only ones out there. So we get closer and we call out to this person. They stop their chanting and they immediately take off after turning to us. They're uh, they're in like a roped figure and they immediately take off and we take off after because we're stupid white boys. And so we take off after this and then we stopped it in our tracks when we get to where he was and we clearly saw an altar set up and he was in the middle of doing a voodoo ritual. And... My stupid self, without even thinking twice, I actually picked up one of the artifacts he was using. Oh, no. And Body. Yeah, that was... I had horrible nightmares for, like, the next three weeks. Ooh, yeah, you don't... For anybody who comes across an altar or even a random candle out in the middle of woods, leave it alone. Yeah. It's there for a reason. If you find anything, make sure that it's not, like, tied to something like a ritual or something even if it's not tied it's best to just leave stuff alone because you never know yeah and if it, if it gives you the heebie-jeebies don't touch it yeah please for the love of 
all don't touch it. And especially if you find ashes, don't touch those oh, ashes. Oh, God, no. Yeah, do not touch those ashes. You might as well just pretend like you just saw a bear and then walk away slowly. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't try to stir up the ground or anything to disturb it. Like, that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Um, we weren't sure what exactly he was trying to conjure, but we definitely felt like the graveyard was a little more active after we left because we definitely interrupted and he didn't get to finish his ceremony yeah, so in that good. particular area of the graveyard we felt like it was super active and we're probably wondering if that's why they were so agitated it because been. he was because that person was doing that ritual it very well could have been so um I don't, uh do you want me to share another one sure go for it we got time okay um I have another graveyard experience where we were same uh, same group of buddies. We were at a um, we were at a graveyard in I think uh, no, it wasn't. It's not quite a graveyard. It was we were at a um, Indian burial mounds up in Macon. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, Those we are were. Fun. Yeah, we got special permission to investigate there, and there's. Um, if you've never been, there's actually like cabins and stuff that you can um, that are there as well. Mm -hmm. So we split up into two groups: one that would search the cabins, and then the other group was one that kind of just wandered the um, wandered the burial grounds. And we came across one particular burial ground that just really made us feel uneasy. And uh, we were sitting there and we were doing our uh, we had a spirit box with us and as soon as we turned it on we had like chanting come across oh, wow. and we knew it and the thing and if you're not familiar with what a spirit box is a spirit box scans radio waves very quickly it's not pausing long it's not pausing for more than a second so we know it's not like radio interference uh or radio stations being picked up and coming through and so we definitely um, felt like we definitely heard that come through immediately, and it was just constant chanting, and it sounded like um, almost like if you're watching those uh, documentaries, mm -hmm. and you have just this, it was similar to that, and so we were um, we were getting that, and then as we and we started asking questions. And we weren't getting any responses, but we uh, but we could still hear the chanting. Mm -hmm. And we had a separate recorder going just to make sure. And on that particular recorder, we heard a very distinctive, deep, guttural growl. Um, and at first, we thought maybe it came through the um, chanting, but none of us remember hearing it uh, mm -hmm. coming through the spirit box. So... Um, and then we also saw a couple apparitions on the burial mounds. Um, we would we had walkie-talkies that we could call into the, uh, each group, so that way we could say, "Hey, was that you that went across the um, the mound?" And they uh, they would always be like, "No, that wasn't us." We're and on the other side. <laughs> we were on the side. And one of us, as our group was actually returning to the cabins, we saw them coming out. But we were trying to figure out who was still left inside the cabin because we saw a figure in one of the windows. So we were trying to figure out uh, if maybe one of the other guys was holding back. But then as we were watching them come out, we saw 
three lights come out and we were like uh that's our team who is that who is that yeah <laughs> um so that was so those are my experience uh, a couple of my experiences with um graveyards and uh indian burial mounds oh, very interesting very interesting so what is your graveyard experience mine happened at my local church um I don't know if you're familiar with the Bonner United Methodist Church. Yeah. There's like three churches by the elementary school. Yeah, I've been to that graveyard. That, that was an interesting graveyard. Have you been to the back? Yes, I have. Okay. So our youth group leader at the time, his name was Eric. I'll just go ahead and do names this time because they're long gone. They're never going to hear any of this. But he decided to play a game called Dead Man. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Why it's, would you do that in the graveyard? It's basically like hide-and-go-seek for those you don't know. Um, you split up into two teams, and one team goes and hides, and the other one seeks. And the team that hides, they have to go and basically be together. You have to stay together. You can't split off very far because if the other team is coming to look for you they will try to tag you but you have to run to base before they can tag you and then it flips like i said it's a lot like hide and go seek but your whole team has to run to base to get there safely so the one team splits off towards the woods over there on the if you're looking at the graveyard it's basically straight ahead well me ethan and colin or no not ethan evan i'm sorry me evan and colin we bolt to the back of the graveyard back where the bottom of the graveyard is in the woods and we're hiding behind these big tombstones and I'm on the right Colin's on my left and Evan is just a little bit ahead of us to where we can keep an eye on him it's just the three of us and then the other team and we're sitting back there for a little bit and I'm looking straight and Evan's looking off towards the left and Colin's looking off towards the right so we have our, our ground covered base is basically just straight ahead all we have to do is just bolt for it well, I'm sitting back there, and I'm at the very, very back. Like, if I back up any further, I'll be in the woods, literally. And I hear a twig snap behind me. This is probably August, September time. Um, so it's still kind of warm, still kind of cool. I hear a twig snap behind me, and I'm thinking, it's probably a deer or a dog or something. You know, there's houses all around. I turn around, and it's this little boy, about seven, eight years old. He's got a blue and white striped t-shirt, blue jeans, white tennis shoes. He's got like dark brown hair. He's probably eight or nine years old. I thought it was Evan, Colin's little brother. And I'm like, Evan, shh, gotta be really quiet. We don't want him to hear us. And Colin's like, Cheyenne, who are you talking to? I'm like, I'm talking to your brother. And I turn around to acknowledge his brother behind me. He's gone. I didn't hear him move. And Colin looks at me all confused and he's like, Evan's up there. And I peek my head up a little bit and there's Evan. He didn't hear a single bit of the conversation. He was still focused on where the wow. other team was. And I'm like, then who was that? And he's like, what did you see? And I told him what I saw. And he's like, I'm just going to bolt for it. So we just headed to base. <laughs> we were done at that point. I wasn't freaked out. I, I mean, he was just a little boy. He was real curious, but he was like flesh and blood. Like there was no see-through him whatsoever. He was fully... So I, he had a lot of energy. He had a lot of energy. And I don't know... I searched that whole graveyard for years trying to find the age range of this little boy and I never did find him. Oh. I looked everywhere. That he was... may he may have a grave that's in the woods because I know if you go into the woods a little bit there you can find occasional tombstones that are like a little beat up. Quite possibly. I mean but he was dressed in like modern type clothes. He wasn't in like period clothing or nothing. He was in just regular blue jeans like you'd see everybody wear. 
just a regular blue and white striped t-shirt and white tennis shoes nothing fancy he looked like he was like from the 90s like what 90s kids used to yeah. wear and you know he was just he was sitting there squatting with me he wasn't more than five or six inches away from me about from me to you yeah he may have been um it, it's possible that he uh just kind of he may be a wandering ghost and he just happened to wander across you guys and powered up the or he saw we were playing a game and he wanted to yeah, play this I possible mean, it, it's very possible but i mean i was i was all for it i wasn't freaked out or nothing by it i was just kind of curious as to like who's this little boy i don't remember him being on our team it's just me calling it evan you yeah. know and evan whenever we got back to base evan was like what were y'all talking about i heard y'all whispering and Colin didn't want to scare him. I was about to say something. Colin's like, no. He just shook his head. He's like, no, don't scare yeah. him. He's like, we were just trying to figure out the best way to base. You yeah. know? And he's like, oh, okay. Well, it was a straight shot, so it was pretty easy. I was like, yeah, it was pretty easy. And Evan walked back inside the building to get his stuff because we was about to leave. And Colin's like, I just didn't want to scare him. I was like, that's understandable. He's like, did it scare you? I said, no, honestly, I'm just more curious about it. I want to know who he is and, yeah. you know, if we could have helped him in any way. You know, he's like, you're weird. <laughs> like, duh, <laughs> y'all know me. And then I had a, another small little experience, same church, same time frame. I was coming out of the activity building where we had our youth group or whatever. I was waiting on my dad. So I'm standing by the driveway and there's like all these pine trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. And in one of these, uh, in the corner of it by the road, there's this fenced in part of the graveyard. And a car was coming down the street towards me and it's high beams hit what I thought was a tree until I saw the feathers. And then I noticed that's an Indian chief. Huh. He was staring straight at me, full headdress, full, full garb. Full, if you can imagine an Indian chief from way back when, that's what he looked like. And my dad, several years later, he was taking pictures of the graveyard in the church from my mm -hmm. mom for her to pass up at the Sunday school people. And he snapped a picture of the back of one of the tombstones. And in the picture, you can see on the back of the tombstone the face of the Indian chief. Oh, wow. It was really cool. In those same pictures, he also captured a black man in a navy blue t-shirt and white pants. No arms, no legs, no head. Oh, wow. Just walking in front of the, almost like the catacombs that are there. Not really catacombs, but like the like, above like ground. Like the crypt, yeah. Yeah, the, the crypt or whatever. Um, he was walking right there in front of him. And my dad made sure I wasn't in any of the shots because he just wanted it to just be the cemetery and the church. Yeah. My favorite picture he took, however, was, it's really, really hard to see, but I blew it up on my computer and took another picture of it, is there's two tombstones. And they have like this marbled ball on top of each one of them. They're uh -huh. side by side. And on the one on the left by this big white, I don't know if it's a white cherry tree or what it is. It's real pretty though. There's an angel. And you can see her halo and her hair. Her arms are down kind of like this at her side. And her dress is just flowing out all around hmm. her. And you can see straight through her. And you can even see the details of her wings coming up. And her wings come up and go down like this and they're perfectly symmetrical and you can even see the feathers on her wings That's it's pretty cool. so detailed i love that picture i have it on my phone oh wow it's really really cool but those are just some of the things we've seen i've also seen a soldier in that same cemetery i think it was around the same time that um i saw the the chief standing in the in the middle of the cemetery i also saw a revolutionary war soldier as well speaking of soldiers that reminds me of the time that i went to uh gettysburg and um 
we hadn't even like we were we hadn't even done our started our investigation yet but we just happened to hear gunshots and we thought maybe there was a reenactment going on mm -hmm. and they said that they haven't done reenactments this um this weekend at all oh wow so the, and they actually said the last reenactment they did was friday and this was a saturday oh wow so um it had been at least a day since the last ones but they even heard it like we were talking to the person um the worker there and they were like yeah we heard the uh, gunshots and um at that same at the same battlefield if you've watched ghost adventures mm -hmm. they actually do an episode where they fire off a shot um a musket mm -hmm. and then they get cannons in response yeah i've seen and, that episode. yeah that was it was so one. cool that and i wish one. we had um had that kind of like that thought process when we did it because uh when we did the art investigation at uh, gettysburg this it was probably like maybe three weeks before we actually saw the episode um of that but i think they did their investigation before us oh wow so um i think they did their investigation probably like three or four months before we did because that was an older episode yeah another fun fact about the angel i went back the following year after it had warmed up this was early in the springtime when i had seen the picture of her so by that point it got real hot and then it got real cold so i went back the following year and I looked at that tombstone, and it's the tombstone of a little boy about four years old. Oh, wow. And it wasn't the little boy that I had seen earlier no, that it's night. because not the same age. No, this boy was a lot older than this little guy. And I just felt so bad for him, but I was also at peace knowing that he had an angel watching over him. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. But on her face, you couldn't see nothing. It's almost black. It's real dark gray. I'll show you the picture of it um, here in a minute, but okay. it was really, really cool. Those are just my my graveyard experiences. I've tried to take photos of, of the graveyard since then, and I've come up with some little possible blurbs of something, but nothing definitive to say that's a figure, that's something, that's something. Yeah, graveyard experiences are always fun because it's, it's like a mixed bag. You're not quite sure what you're going to get, and if you bring the equipment, you're probably going to catch something. Mm-hmm. But and it and it doesn't have to be like big well-known graveyards either. I mean, little little graveyards like the one you're yeah the Bonaire ones you're just talking about graveyard, but it's yeah. a nice one. Yeah, it's just like any graveyard. If there's you can get spiritual activity. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, the Savannah one you're going to have a lot of activity just because it's it's Savannah. It's an Savannah old is a town. haunted city as it, it is. is. It's very um, old. Yeah, I have history. so many experiences. Um, for Savannah alone, we could do a podcast on it. Awesome. Uh, we could do an episode on it. So I've always wanted to go on one of their haunted tours. That's always been something on my bucket list ever since I was. I've little. never actually been on one of their haunted tours, but I've always wanted to go. The because we were always investigating down in Savannah, we always waited till after the tours were over with because most of the tours ended by like midnight. Yeah. So we were always doing our tour, uh, our investigations after midnight and savannah uh, back then that was when they used to do haunted tours all year round and mm -hmm. it wasn't just specific to um the uh halloween time frame yeah. i think currently uh even before the pandemic hit they were starting to dial it back to where it was only around the halloween time i don't care when i go the only thing is we never stayed in savannah long enough to do a haunted tour anytime i go to the beach with my parents or whatever they were never into that sort of thing so I never was able to go, but um, 
we just usually go for like a day visit or drive by it or whatever. So I'd like to go one day. Hopefully I can get some experiences. Yeah. And the best part about Savannah, uh, about Savannah being so haunted is a lot of the, you, you can have experiences in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. It's not just at night. And, in, and I think that's what's so cool about. It's constantly haunted. Yeah. With activity. It's just so old and so rich in history that you can't help it. Yeah. And it's just so much, like the more energy, it seems like there's more energy there than a typical place. Because I've been out to Tombstone, Arizona, and during the day, you probably couldn't catch a lot of activity, but you could catch some, mm-hmm. but not as much at night. Oh, my Lord. When that sun goes down in Tombstone, it lights up out there. I it's bet. so cool. Um, so that that's probably going to be another episode. Oh, yeah. We'll have to <laughs> save that one, too. Okay. So um, we look forward to hearing from you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um we're probably going to have to figure out a way to set up some social media so that way we can post some, like, pictures and EVPs. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, it'll probably be easier to post the EVPs on social media than it would be to try and compile them into an episode. But if we can compile it into an episode, it'll be, like, a little bonus episode for you guys. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And if we get more EVPs, then definitely we'll try to do our best to compile those and throw those up as bonuses I'm gonna for the podcast. I'm going to hopefully try to set up a Facebook page here soon. Um to see if we can't put some videos and pictures and stuff on there for y'all or EVPs or audio and stuff like that. Yeah, and the, and the social media will help you guys post any videos that you want to uh, post that you may not be able to share through like an email or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, but when it comes to like reading you guys' stories, we would prefer you guys to send them in to the um, email so that way we'll read those off. Um, if we find an interesting one on social media, we may share that. But um, generally speaking, we're on the mindset of if you don't send it in to the email, you won't. It probably won't get read on the podcast. So um, we look forward to hearing from you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, keep it spooky, folks. Yeah, stay spooky, my friends. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.